Welcome to In Asia from the Asia Foundation. I'm John Rieger. And I'm Tracy Yang. Mongolia is a COVID-19 success story. Sandwiched between China and Russia, the country acted quickly to halt travel, close schools, and ban social gatherings. And so far, they've recorded just over 200 cases with no deaths and no community transmission. And that's a good thing. But the economic repercussions of this success have not been a good thing. And as so often happens, they look different if you're a woman. Joining us now to talk about the situation facing Mongolia women, and particularly small businesswomen, are the Asia Foundation's Saranzaya Geraldhod and Su Min Jun. Welcome to both of you. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. And thank you for inviting us. First, tell us very quickly, Saranjaya, where are you? Uh, I'm from Mongolia. I'm in here, Ulaanbaatar City, at my office. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. And what about you, Sumin? Where has the coronavirus stranded you? <laughs> well, I'm right now in Korea, Seoul. So I was supposed to go back uh, to Ulaanbaatar in March, but I was stuck here until now and not knowing when I'd ever go back. Well, glad that you're both with us. Serenzaya, Mongolia has been under strict containment since late January. Um, what's it been like and how has it affected life there? Yes, Mongolia is one of the first countries that adopted strict COVID-19 containment measures. All air and land borders were closed. Schools and kindergarten were closed. The internal ban on gatherings caused sharp decline in economic activities, especially for small businesses between January and March. People were very scared, you know, because China is very near. Everyone is scared and government is very strictly measure everything. And uh, everyone wearing masks. But now the borders closed. But we had a, a election, parliamentary election 2020 in last month. It looks fine comparing with the other countries lockdown. But the only problem is that people cannot go outside and when women mostly go to the grocery shopping, they can't bring their kids outside. Kids are locked at home. So it's especially hard for the women and female entrepreneurs in Mongolia. Now, uh, um, you both work with women entrepreneurs in Mongolia, and you've just done a short survey on the effects of the lockdown. How has the economic downturn affected the women you work with? You know that closed schools and kindergartens affect women entrepreneurs more, and the care responsibilities is more on women at home. They have been struggling to run a business while taking care of the children, and their businesses completely failed due to COVID-19. So according to our survey, all of many clients um, mentioned that they are mentally exhausted to just keeping their businesses while taking care of the children. And can you imagine that children are stuck at home for almost half years? So it's very difficult situation for uh, uh, female entrepreneurs. We also recognize that there isn't a sharp increase in domestic violence. So we have closely cooperated with the women NGOs. We're providing the domestic violence booklet and cooperating with the police department office in Ulaanbaatar city. In your essay for this week's In Asia blog, the two of you write about a woman named Chalun Sitseg, an entrepreneur you've supported through the WBC, the foundation's women's business center. Tell us a bit about her story. Um, Tulu Tetek is uh, one of our business incubator graduates. So we, the WBC has 
a business incubator program, which is a four-month accelerated business support for women entrepreneurs. So she's used to produce bed sheets, but when the border with China closed, she lost her source of raw materials, and it was very difficult for her. And then next, when the government shut down um, any public gatherings and also called on a ban on the February celebration of Takangsar, which is the Mongolian Lunar New Year holiday, um, she could not sell anything, uh, but she was expecting to increase her sales during that period. It's the day when people usually spend a lot uh, for gifts for families and friends. People usually take out a loan to stock up her, their businesses um, to sell during this New Year holiday. And when the celebration was banned to celebrate, um, it left many businesses, including Tulin-Tetsuk business, overstocked and in debt. So that's pretty much a perfect storm. Businesses go into debt to stock up for the holidays, and then the economy shuts down. What has the Women's Business Center been able to do for small entrepreneurs like Chalun Tsetseg? Uh, okay. Um, the Women's Business Center was able to provide her an emergency grant, and 15 other women entrepreneurs like Chalun Tsetseg were supported, supported through the fund. And um, through the fund, she was able to identify new local suppliers for her raw materials, and she was matched with a mentor to go through her difficult situation uh, with her business. And she was also advised to u- utilize various ICT um, tools, for example, Facebook's Boost option and using the WBC's new online shopping mall instead of relying on government's various product expos, which have been canceled now. She is now also producing cotton masks and gloves instead of her previous products, which were bed sheets and blankets. So it sounds like you found your niche. You know, before this happened, we did not imagine such an epidemic would cause a global economic crisis and that it would affect our women entrepreneurs so much. But um, building resilience for women businesses was crucial, especially for a Mongolian economy, which is composed of extractive industries, which will take a long time to recover after this pandemic. And through the Lotus Circle's Rapid Response Fund, we were able to set up a hotline for anyone who's experiencing mental difficulties to just call and we'll provide a one-on-one follow-up treatment afterwards if needed. All this was possible through the generous support from the Lotus Circle Fund. And there support was very helpful because it was so flexible. Um, Maybe this is something that many other organizations that run by fundraise money might need to consider because, you know, being flexible during this difficult time helped us identify where the actual needs are for our women entrepreneurs and being able to uh, make those payments quickly and contract uh, with women-led NGOs that maybe in the past we did not work with together. Um, That was only possible because of their support. I applaud your efforts with the Women's Business Center and the Lotus Rapid Response Fund, but they must seem like just a small drop in an ocean of troubles for Mongolia's small businesswomen. Do you see a possibility of expanding your efforts? Yes, definitely. This support is a very small support since our Women's Business Center has now more than 600 
6,000, sorry, registered clients, which all have been affected by the pandemic. COVID-19 shows the many shortcomings in our current systems that is not inclusive and not applied for everyone, especially women and children. We're not sure that when government of Mongolia opened the borders, because there is a sharp increase in cases of COVID-19 in Russia right now. And furthermore, there are over 10,000 Mongolians stuck abroad and many children can't see their parents. Yeah, we're living in a very complicated time, but we hope that uh, we will adapt this new normality as smoothly as possible. Saranzaya Geraltad and Sumin Jun, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And that's our show for this week. You can read Saranzaya and Sumin's essay about supporting Mongolia's women entrepreneurs in the current edition of the In Asia blog. Until next time, I'm Tracy Yang. And I'm John Rieger. Thanks for listening.